a pretty girl is like a melody, especially when her hair is soft and shining, like that of Mrs. F.D. Stokes, registered nurse of Seattle, Washington, who uses Fitch cream shampoo regularly. Mrs. Stokes writes, there is a difference in cream shampoos. I found that out by experience, for there's one that leaves my hair softer, brighter looking than any other. That's Fitch cream shampoo. Fitch is the one cream shampoo I'm really sold on. Yes, Mrs. Stokes, you and thousands of others throughout the country have discovered how this shampoo leaves hair caressably soft, shining as though it had been brushed and brushed and brushed. So try Fitch Cream Shampoo. You too will discover that glamorous new look of softer, shinier hair. That's because Fitch Cream Shampoo is made with two special beauty aids, lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin is used to soften the hair. Olive oil is used to bring out sparkling highlights. Fitch is economical, too. Compare the size of the jar. Compare its low cost. At drug or toilet goods counters, buy Fitch Cream Shampoo for softer, shinier hair. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch Shampoo, presents the Fitch Bandwagon, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Robert North, Walter Scharf and his music, and starring Alice Fay and Phil Harris. Today, as we look in on the Harris home, we find a typical family scene. Alice is reading, and Phil is telling baby Alice the story of Little Red Riding Hood, just as his father told it to him when he was a child. And so, when the Stuarts found out that Little Red was riding a ringer, he was set down, barred from the track, and never allowed to ride again. Now, Phil, that's not the story of Little Red Riding Hood. That's not the way Uncle William told it to us, Daddy. Uncle William, Uncle William. It's all I ever hear around here. Alice, I don't want him telling the kids stories. You'll make a couple of squares out of them. <laughs> William is a good influence on the children. Good influence. They're starting to act like him, and little Phyllis is even starting to talk like him. Oh, don't be ridiculous. You're exaggerating, Phil. Hello, Mommy. Hello, Phyllis. Hiya, honey. Good morning, Father. <laughs> That does it. Now, you listen to me. I don't want that guy around the house. Why, it's getting so the kids don't ask me anything anymore. If they want to know anything, they ask him. I know, I know, and that's not right, Phil. It should be their father to whom they turn for guidance and to whom they go for advice. But William says you don't have the education. <laughs> Who ain't got no education? <laughs> Who ain't? Phil... Who ain't is incorrect. All right, all right, I'll correct it. Whom ain't got no education? <laughs> you 
whom ain't? That's who ain't. Look, Alice, I'm not gonna have that pipsqueak brother of yours coming around here and knocking now, me please, down. Now, please, Phil, at... I refuse to stand here and listen to you insult my brother. I'm going upstairs. Come along, children. Now, wait a minute, Alice. I don't wanna... There must be some way I can get that William out of my hair. I wonder if I could talk the Navy into using him as a floating target. <laughs> oh, well, why let him bother me? Oh, that must be Frankie calling. The best thing I can do is to forget about William. Hello? Good morning, Philip. <laughs> I wonder if I could sue the phone company for <laughs> What do you want, Willie? I have good news for you, Philip. Guess what? You've enlisted in the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. No. The lease on my apartment has expired, and until I find a new place, I've decided to move in with you. Well, lucky me. <laughs> Look, Willie, I'd love to have you come, but I'm afraid you can't come over. You see, uh, I forgot to tell you, but I've got the whooping cough. <laughs> oh, that won't bother me. No, I've already had whooping cough. Uh, Alice has the mumps. I've had the mumps, too. The children have the measles. Oh, I've had the measles, too. Well, the dog has fleas. Let's see you get around that. <laughs> what, well, Philip, I... I'm beginning to think you don't want me to live with you. That's the beginning of a beautiful thought, Buster. Keep working on it. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any difference whether you want me or not. Alice will welcome me, so ask her to get the guest room ready. I'll be over soon with my baggage. Goodbye. Oh, no, no. <laughs> now he's going to live with us. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. If he's going to sleep here, I'll be nice about it and make the guy comfortable. Now, let's see. Where did I put that electric blanket with the short circuit? <laughs> Everything happens to me. Holy smokes, can that be Willie with his bags already? <laughs> I hope it is, because I'm going to assert myself and tell him he's not wanted here. Look, Bob, beat it. I don't want you around here, and I don't care how much Alice loves you. Alice loves me? <laughs> well, tell her to go upstairs and pack her money, and we'll go out of your life. <laughs> All right, Frankie, don't be funny. I just, I'm a little upset. I thought you were Brother Willie. Come on, come on in. Well, you look upset, Curly. What's wrong? Well, certainly, I got troubles. Yeah? Alice's brother is coming to live with us for a few weeks. There must be some way of keeping Willie out of that spare room. Hey, Frankie. Hmm? You ought to be able to figure out something. You've got a nice, conniving mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, shucks, it's nothing, really. See now If there was somebody else in that room He couldn't move in Oh, Alice had only put him out To make room for her brother Yeah, but he... suppose this person Couldn't be moved Suppose he was sick Or better yet Suppose he had a broken leg And they couldn't move him Ah, there's your answer <laughs> Yeah Yeah, the idea is all right, Frankie But sure But I don't know anybody With a broken leg <laughs> Gee whiz, where can I get somebody with a broken... Uh... <laughs> Frankie! Let go of my leg! <laughs> I don't want no part of this. That's it, a fine pal. You're running true to form. You're a pal. All I'm asking you to do is break your leg a little. 
I found out something. I guess I know who my friends are now. No, wait a minute, Curly. You know how I feel about you. You're my buddy. I'd cut off my right arm for I'll you. I'll settle but... for that. <laughs> Look, Frankie, you don't have to really break your leg. Just make believe it's broken long enough to get rid of Willie. That's all. And then once he finds a place to live, you can have a quick recovery. Yeah, I don't like the idea, Curly, but... Well, if I only have to make believe... God, thanks, pal. Yeah. I knew you'd do it for me, Frankie. You know something? There's nothing like a friend when you need him. You know, I'm a pretty lucky guy to have friends like you and Seymour Weiss and Sam Maceo and Trigger Jackson. <laughs> Trigger Jackson? Who's he? Who's he? You don't know Trigger Jackson? Yeah. Well, take a seat, son, and I'll tell you all about him. Listen... Now, Trigger Jackson was a gambling cub who joined the uptown social club where shooting dice was everybody's whim. But every time he rolled the dice, he found them dice as cold as ice. It seems they favored everyone but him. Then Trigger stopped the game and said, uh, I'm not the doubting kind, but uh, there's a slight suspicion that keeps running through my mind. Somehow it don't seem natural you make points with so much ease While all I throw is boxcars and a flock of twos and threes And furthermore, I'm stating I don't like the dice you use I notice one of them's all fives and the other one is twos I hope the situation's clear to everybody in the room And now if we all is agreed, suppose that we resume Loaded pistol and loaded dice Take my warning or pay the price Cause it ain't healthy to try it twice Loaded pistol and loaded dice Now Trigger's luck was getting worse And soon he had an empty purse He stooped and turned his back upon the crowd He went down in his shoe for ten He shot the works and lost again And then he rose and spoke in accents loud Now what I got to say is final Cause we ain't putting this to no vote There's something in my craw And it's coming out a uh, quote now, when it comes to your shot, make them ivories bounce about. And I ask you very kindly, leave them tops and bottoms out. Now, let me hear them cackle because I love to hear them moan and chime. And don't forget to shoot with only one pair at a time. And now, here's something else that I'm going to tell you one and all. Now, when you throw them dice, make them bounce against the wall. Now, that's all for this evening, but I want that dough I lost to you. And I want that eight bucks from my pocket and the ten bucks from my shoe. And now that I'm about to go, brothers, I leave you with this advice. You can't beat a loaded pistol with a pair of loaded dice. Loaded pistol and loaded dice. Take my warning or pay the price. Cause it ain't healthy to try it twice. Low loaded pistol and loaded dice. friend. I'm lying here with a broken leg and he's singing. <laughs> Frankie, will you get up off of the floor? You're not supposed to break it yet. You told me to sit here. I'll tell you when to break it. Now, look, I want you to wait till Alice gets here so it'll look real. Now, if we're going to do it, we got to convince her and I want you to put on a good act. Oh, great. Not only do I have to break my leg, I got to do it like Catherine Cornell yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, listen to me, Frankie. When Alice comes in, just talk to her for a little while and then say you have to go. And that's just before you get to the door, I want you to trip and fall. Right. Now, you got it? Yeah. Shh, hold it a minute. I think I hear Alice coming. Phil. Phil, I'm sorry I lost my temper about William. Oh, hello, Frankie. Goodbye, Alice. I was just leaving. 
What's your hurry, Frankie? I got a date. Why don't you stay for dinner? You can break your date. I can't break my date. You see, I have to break... (laughs) (laughs) You know, your offer is less painful than Curly's. Goodbye, Frankie. Goodbye. So long. All right, all right. Go ahead. Push him. Phil, you were very rude to Frankie. I think you hurt his feelings. Look at the way he... Frankie, look out! You're falling! Oh, my goodness, he broke his leg! (laughs) He broke it before he hit the ground? (laughs) Well, you could see it twist under him. Hey, Frank, Frankie, how are you? Oh, oh, you're right. I broke my leg. Oh, it hurts something awful. Oh, you poor dear. Frankie, which leg is it? It's my... It's... I'm stuck. We forgot to arrange that. I think it's my left one. Well, let me see it. Roll up your trouser leg. Alice, please. I can't bear my leg in front of a woman. Phil, Phil, we have to do something. Help me carry him out to the car and we'll get him to the hospital. No, 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 no. We mustn't move him. We've got to let him lie there until the coroner comes. I feel we shouldn't move him I'll go call a doctor I'll be right back Wait a minute, Alice He don't need a doctor All he needs is a little rest Two or three weeks In the guest room Will do it (laughs) Well, wise guy What now? As soon as the doctor Looks at my leg He'll know it's not broken What are we gonna do? Well, there's only One thing to do What? Now, Frankie I know this is gonna hurt you More than it does me (laughs) You'll just have to break No, you don't From me. But Frankie, I told Alice your leg is broken. You're not going to make a liar out of me, are you? Look, Curly, there must be an easier way. <laughs> All we have to do is keep the doctor from looking at my leg. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We could bandage it and make believe it's already fixed. Sure. Then when the doctor comes. Hey, Mr. Harris, what happened to Mr. Remley? Well, he had a little accident, Julius. He broke his leg. Broke his leg? Gee, that's terrible. You mind if I hang around for the shooting? <laughs> Don't be funny. This man's in agony. Oh! Hold it, hold it just a minute now. I gotta get his leg bandaged up. Well, first you gotta put some splints on. I'm a Boy Scout. I know all about that stuff. Hey, you do? Hey, well, in that case, you can help. Now, look, kid. Get a few rolls of bandage out of the medicine chest in the other room. Okay. And I'll get a couple of slats from this wooden box here, and we'll use them as splints. Hey, Curly, do we have to go this far to keep Willie out of the guest room? (laughs) Couldn't we just do something simple, like burning down the house? (laughs) Lie still, will you? Now, we got to get this done before Alice comes back. Here's the bandages. And now, Mr. Harris, you hold the splints against Mr. Remley's leg, and I'll have it bandaged in no time. Well, there, the bandages are on, and I certainly done a great job. All right, Mr. Harris, you can stand up now. Well, why don't you stand up? I can't. You bandage my arms to his leg. I did. Gee, my scoutmaster will hate me for this. Turn in your uniform, you're through. <laughs> It's a very pretty bandaging job, ain't it, Mr. Harris? Pretty? We look like two sloppy mummies. <laughs> now, wait a minute, and I'll pull my arms out of this thing. 
There, I got him out. Now it's drafty. <laughs> well, I gotta go now. So long. So long, kid. Thanks. So long, kid. Hey, Curly, this bandage ain't very neat. No, it ain't. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll shove some more of these slats into it and fill it out, huh? Good idea. There. Put them right in there. Yeah, that looks better. Oh, I called the doctor, Phil, but he can't be here till this evening. There's a slight epidemic of measles on the other side of town, and he's kind of busy. Oh, honey, we ain't gonna need no doctor. You see, Julius was just here, and we set Frankie's leg and then bandaged it. You and Julius did it? Gee, how does your leg feel, Frankie? Oh, just awful. The pain is most excruciating. <laughs> Poor fella. Hey, honey, but he's going to be all right just as soon as he's... If we can just get him settled in the guest room. I now, come on, Frankie. Well, come on, Frankie. Follow me. Follow you? <laughs> I cannot walk with a broken leg, Curly. You'll have to carry me. Me carry you? <laughs> oh, all right. You want me to carry your piggyback? That won't be necessary. Just cradle me tenderly in your arms. <laughs> oh, come on, I'll pick you up. Careful now, don't jar me. Remember my condition. <laughs> Easy does it. All right, all right. Hey, this is service. I can learn to like this. Well, I'm ready to go up now. Giddy up, Curly. <laughs> Please, Curly, don't take such jarring steps. Glide with me. Watch where you're going. Careful of this turn. I don't want. Ah, oh, to... shut up. <laughs> Gee, Frankie certainly likes a lot of attention. Well, all men are like that. My dad was the same. Whenever he was sick, he'd run Mother ragged. She'd get mad, but he'd get around it with his Irish blarney. Ah, those Irishmen. Who do they say has the way with the ladies? Who do they plan as the man of the day? Who with his wink has the twinkle of Hades? Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shay. If he grows thunder beyond city limits And he makes love till you shove him away If he still spoons till the moon's getting dim It's Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shay. Children cry, dancers die, ladies lie, spins beside to Shawnee, oh, Shay. And though he's quite a roué, they go for Shawnee O'Shea. Young and gay, old and gray, they all pray he will stay, he's quite in demand. In the city, he's the toast of it, he makes the most of it, cause O'Shea likes to play to the grandstand. You better beware, he's as fair as Apollo, looking his way, turns an A to a yay, making each heart want to start in to follow. Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Who's as cute as a dickens Irish eyes dancing and dancing and gay Makes your heart thud while your blood pressure quickens Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shay Betsy Beans, Daisy Beans, Greta Gleams, Sally Screens, oh, Shawnee O'Shea. They all are carried away Shawnee, Shawnee. by Mr. Shawnee O'Shea. Shawnee, Shawnee. 
He annoys all the boys, he destroys all the joys, but who can they sue? If they gave his Casanova brain a shot of Novocaine, would it kill all the thrill of his voodoo? Fires each lad, feel it sad when the fun's on. But what's a gay blade in the shade gonna say? Who would he sway like to train all his guns on? Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee, oh, Shawnee. is. Hello, Alice, dear. Oh, hello, William. Come on in. William, what are you doing with those bags? Well, didn't Philip tell you? My lease has expired and I've come to stay in your guest room until I find a new apartment. Oh, I'm sorry, William, but Frankie broke his leg and Phil put him in the guest room and... Hmm. <laughs> I wonder... Alice! Hey, Alice, come up here and help me with Frankie. He's driving me crazy. I'll be right up, Phil. Come along, William. We'll get to the bottom of this when the doctor arrives. Oh. Are you comfortable now, Frankie? You better get me another cold towel, Curly, then you can massage me again. <laughs> oh, Frankie, we've been waiting on you hand and foot for three hours now. I'm completely exhausted. Oh, I'm sorry, Alice. You can stop fanning me for a while. <laughs> Take five. Thanks. <laughs> this is outrageous, having everyone wait on you like this. Keep quiet, Willie, and hold that mint julep a little higher. I can't reach the straw. <laughs> you better run downstairs and get me a refill. Alice, you can start getting dinner ready. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> By the way, what are you having for dinner? Spaghetti and meatballs. I don't like it. <laughs> well, what would you desire, oh majestic one? <laughs> I would like two dozen oysters on a half shell, a whole broiled lobster, squab under glass, and a magnum of champagne. Thank you, Diamond Jim Brady. <laughs> now, you listen to me, Remley. You're overdoing it, you hear me? And you better cut it out because oh, one ooh, more... Ooh. My poor leg It hurts something awful And I'll be forced to show it to Alice If you don't stop aggravating me like this Quiet, quiet, Remley Phil, could you and Frankie be faking this whole thing? This isn't just a scheme to keep William out of the guest room, is it? Nah <laughs> Perish the thought well, I hope not, because oh, Alice, if I... the doctor's here. I brought him up with me, dear. Oh, oh, hello, doctor. Good evening, Mrs. Harris. Ah, this must be the patient. Let's have a look at that broken leg. Well, that won't be necessary, doc. It feels much better now. Mr. Harris fixed it up for me. Mr. Harris fixed it? Sure, doc. It was a cinch. That stuff's my racket. I see. <laughs> Tell me, is it a break or a fracture? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the most broken fracture you ever saw. <laughs> it's okay, though, Doc. I said it. You did, eh? Did you apply traction? I would have, but I didn't have a tractor handy. <laughs> yes. Now, look, Mr. Harris, I've had a very trying day and I'm in no mood for jokes. I don't feel too well myself. Now, let's get this over with. 
I'll just take this bandage off. Doctor, me. please. You're hurting me. <laughs> Quiet. Oh, for heaven's sakes, what's all this wood doing around his leg? <laughs> oh, you see, I put it there, Doctor. I thought it might come in handy in case his leg got cold and he wanted to start a fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll examine the leg now. Let's see. Mm-hmm. This leg isn't broken. It ain't? Gee, I must have said it better than I thought. <laughs> Well, folks, as long as my leg isn't broken, I guess I'll get up and be running along. You come back here, Frankie. I want to talk to you and Phil. Doctor, I'm sorry to have brought you over here, especially when you don't feel too well yourself and the way... Why, doctor. Doctor, what's wrong? I, I don't know. I feel rather peculiar. Yeah. You don't look good either. Huh? Hey, Doc. Your, your face, it's... Uh... It's all flushed. Uh, hey, look at yourself in the mirror. Yes, let me see. What? Oh, this is most embarrassing. What's up, Doc? <laughs> I have the measles. The measles? I'd better be running along me now. Me too, let I... me out of here. Wait for me. One side, fellas, ladies first. Now, just a moment, just a moment, everybody. <laughs> Nobody is leaving here. It's my duty to inform you that this place is quarantined for five days. Five days? Five days with all you people in this house? Phil Harris, you're the, you're the cause of this. You tried to keep William out, and now we not only have William, we have Frankie and the doctor, too. Where are we going to put everybody? Now, wait a minute, honey. It won't be so bad. The three men can sleep in the guest room, and you and I still have our room. That's what you think. You're not sleeping in our room. Just to teach you a lesson, I'm going to let you sleep with them. Good night, Curly. But Alice, four guys, four guys can't sleep in a bed. Oh, nuts. <laughs> well, Curly, shall we all retire? Yeah, retire, retire. <laughs> okay, you fellas go to bed. I'll be right with you. I'm going in to see Alice. You gonna tell her off, Curly? No, I want to get my hair net. It's on her dresser. <laughs> Phil will be back in just a moment. There's no excuse for dandruff. Right. There's no excuse for dandruff. Almost everyone has dandruff at one time or another. But there's no excuse for dandruff. That's because it can be removed so easily and completely with Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Leading medical authorities say there are two kinds of dandruff. One is loose and flaky. It's the unsightly kind, the kind you can see. The other clings to the scalp. It's the invisible, irritating kind, the kind you can feel. If your present shampoo is doing only half the job, remember Fitch removes both kinds completely. Be free of unsightly dandruff. Be free of invisible, irritating dandruff. Yes, be free of all embarrassing dandruff with Fitch. Fitch is the only shampoo made that's guaranteed to remove dandruff with the first application. And the Fitch guarantee is backed by one of the world's largest insurance firms. Remember, there's no excuse for dandruff. So switch to Fitch. At drug counters, barber, and beauty shops, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo.
How can a guy sleep in this bed with these three guys snoring? <laughs> That's a pretty thing. That sounds like a soundtrack for Walt Disney. <laughs> these guys have kept me awake half of the night. Oh, that snoring. <laughs> well, I'll just have to go back to counting, that's all. 472, 473, 474, four... Hey, hey, Curly, what are you talking to yourself for? I'm trying to put myself to sleep. What are you doing, counting sheep? No, I'm counting the spots on the doctor's face. Good night. <laughs> Tune in next week when the F.W. Fitch Company again brings you the Fitch Bandwagon with Alice Fay and Phil Harris. This program was directed by Paul Phillips. Alice Fay appears to the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. The part of Frankie was played by Elliot Lewis. Girls, for softer, shinier hair, use Fitch's new cream shampoo. It's made with both lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin to soften, olive oil for sparkling highlights. Try Fitch Cream Shampoo. Bill Foreman speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.